Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back. Yeah, we're back with another episode with James Anthony. James. What's good, bro? Welcome back, man. What's going on, man? Yeah. Well, I guess, hey. Second time, Yeah, we're lucky enough to have you in our presence. Thanks Thanks for making yourself available. Yeah, man. It's beautiful down here in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) so we also have uh guests on the show today we were just hanging out you know and um two other photographers just happened to come by we got um to my left uh josh peters lucky peters on instagram hey and to my right big l the guy samson (laughs) and we discovered on a uh samson (laughs) on a fact check. Oh yeah, facts. We discovered fact on a fact check that his Instagram name is Los Angeles. Los, Los Angeles. Ooh. That's move. He works in he works in um that industry. Construction. Yeah, wow. so yeah, Dial referred to him as Los Los Angels and I was like, I think that's I think that's Angles. <laughs> but uh we call it. I'm from LA originally. See, see, I, I put, I put it all, just all, went deeper, put man. all this together. Yeah, you know? I didn't apparently. Um, hey, but oh well, you know. <laughs> so we've all the cool thing about this show today is we've all shot together. Um, <clears throat> we've all, matter of fact, got to you know, got to schedule this next show. You know, for we're getting better, but you know, everybody here has been on we're getting better. You know, except for one that you know. Word, word. Yeah. So anyway, we're here today, and uh, we've got a few things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> One thing that's been on my mind is like how, first of all, I always say I'm not like an expert photographer. So to get to where I want to be, should I look for a mentor? Well, I think, I think you should, you shouldn't find somebody, you, you're not finding somebody you're trying to emulate, but you're, you're finding somebody that, whose work you like or aesthetic you like. Not necessarily the way they shoot, but the way they operate. And I think, you know, in that sense, a mentor would really be able to assist you. Is it necessary? I would rather be a mentor Mm. than to have a mentor at this stage, even though I still think I can learn. I would rather learn from my colleagues. And I wouldn't even call them my mentors or that type of relationship. I would just call it like a, you know, like almost like a brotherhood of individuals who are in a field, you know, who are also, you know, are friends or or associates, where you can just dis- have those discussions and admire each other's work, inspiring yourself at the same time. Mm. Feel me? So yeah, it don't even really got to be a mentorship. I don't know. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like, uh, and again, I'm, I'm always good for bringing up a, a definition, but <laughs> mentor, an experienced and trusted advisor, advise or train. So I feel like. You can find mentors in your co- in your colleagues. You can find mentors in people that are older than you. Um, it's just someone sharing the knowledge that may be more experienced or knowledgeable in that subject than you may be. And I feel like even at this point, I remember when I first came back to New York, um, one of the first things I did was became an assistant to a food photographer. And at that point, I felt like I was already a photographer, a professional, but I didn't feel any less of a photographer for studying under someone. Because for me, um, actually Brian, I think Hughes, he was my mentor and something that I didn't even think I'd end up picking up, which was food photography. But uh, I was able to learn from him and 
it was just it was just a different lane of photography that I was already a professional at, but uh, I was able to pick up a whole new world of work. Mm. So yeah, I feel like you can definitely have mentors in your in your um, to the left and the right of you, and I, I feel it's also important to continuously have them. That's just my my take because mm. it's one of those sayings: the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. So the more you realize what other photographers are out there, the more extravagant and elaborate their productions will be right. so there's always yeah, going to be yeah. something that you don't know and in that moment that's when you may latch on to that person and be like yo you know more than me in this subject teach me mm. you know so I feel like it's very important forever to have a mentor mm-hmm. so don't be afraid that you know uh, you're too old to have a mentor or you know that this relationship between you the, the mentee and the mentor is you being sunned, you know, yeah, on like yeah, how to yeah, yeah, yeah. how to how to shoot this or whatever. Um, yeah, no, nah, I think I think that's I think that's definitely cool. I mean, have 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 any of us here had a mentorship or yeah. looked at somebody like a a mentor in this I guess area? Yeah, I have mentors in my life that's that's helped usher me in different ways and walks of life. Um, not in photography though. Um, I would love to have a mentor in photography, but it's like Brian was saying, instead of it being like a mentorship, I look at it as a community where people grow and learn off of each other. Looking for mentors in today's time, even though I do agree with James, um, it's such a predatory field to walk in mm. when you're when yeah. you're somebody looking for guidance. Mm. How people today in New York City. Um, my experience being raised here is like people are always just trying to hold you down for as long as they can and won't let you see that growth. They'll Jeez. just have you working for them and learning from them, but would never give you that step up. That's and I've wack. seen it like in a lot of That's fields crazy. I've worked in, where it's like film, the music industry, yeah. photography is like you always have that person that, that would like, yeah, like, because they're still. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Well, no, I mean, and not to negate anything you were saying, because for certain, yeah, the competitiveness is there, but you still can't overlook that those positive relationships do exist. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? Like I was talking about earlier, again, I'll reference if, if he's listening, but Alan Cooley, he's somebody, we started the same time, roughly around, and as far as the directions of work we decided to fall in, there are some things that he knows that I don't. And I even he, he, he hit me up one time. He said, hey, would you mind assisting me for this shoot? And I was like, sure. You know, there was nothing, you know, he's my colleague, my man to my left, my man to my right. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I can learn something from this man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So even in that regard, it may not have to be a continuously like day in, day out. I'm teaching you stuff. But in that moment, he mentored me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. you, it's, it doesn't have to be like Big Brother. I got to follow everywhere you go and give you every one of my secrets. But at that time... It can be situational. Yeah, it can be situational. Yeah. Shit. Um, I mean, real quick. But I, I always looked at the word mentorship. <laughs> like Even though I know you're saying like it could be a one-off type of situation. Mm-hmm. But I look at a mentorship as a honing system where it's like you have this person that helps mold you over a span of time and not just like one day they may have worked with you, I would look at it as I simply just learned something from that person mm. that day. But a mentorship Yeah, you have is to like, have that, that open line of... Yeah. Well, and I see what you're saying. Like, it doesn't have to... I mean, you're saying more of a, a continuous thing. I'm just saying, like, the reason I say that is because it doesn't have to... For me, it doesn't have to be a day in, day out. Yeah. Because 
that one instance where I worked, well, those two days I worked under Allen, that those weren't isolated occasions where I sought out advice. Yeah. You know, it just may be a span of a couple of months or maybe throughout the years. If I know that I can go to anybody, I know at least I can call on that person or this person. But I feel what you're saying. You're seeing it as more of a, a structure like, yeah. you know, during this time, I'm going to help bring you up and mold yeah. you. Because yeah. I only look at it through my experience of having mentors that I've known since I was 14. So right, right, like, right, right. This is years. So then spent. you're saying after a while it just becomes advice. Yeah. Just it, it becomes it sharing. becomes more than advice. It no, I'm talking about the the ones where they're just one off type yeah. of situations. Yeah, it's just yeah, sharing yeah, yeah. information. Like every community has visitors. So just look at it as <laughs> if, if we're your community, right? Right, yeah. And this one visitor comes into town mm-hmm. yeah, and teach people how to grow apples, you right. know? Analogy, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that. He was a visitor in mm. your community. He mm. visited right. the tribe. Mm. Gotcha. And you learned something and you brought him back to That's the Lucky tribe. That's Lucky Peters, yeah. Lucky yeah. Peters. Yeah. Back, to, uh, back to Brian's original question, though. Like, if you're questioning whether to have a mentor, in my mind, the way, what you're asking is, like, someone that's kind of like an OG that could really... Maybe not even have the same style, but show you the game, like mm-hmm. show you the business style, which most people are like me. I'm still trying to learn that, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. you can learn the technical shit. You could be a good photographer, right? But how do you really, you know, how do you just finesse through yes. and understand? Right. Very good. That and, was and, good. And, 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 and to me, that. I feel like that's the biggest thing <laughs> right. I, I could potentially get from a mentor, right? Who's had that experience and had failures and and and, and successes as well. Yeah. So I mean. I think it's. I think that's a dope, you know, thing you could get from somebody if someone's willing to, if someone sees something in you, right, and wants to invest that time and effort yes. towards your craft. And I feel like a lot of people don't wholeheartedly do that yeah. these days. Yeah, you know? I'm saying it's because it's, it's like if I teach you the business, a lot of like I look at a lot of people where it's like, oh, I teach you the business. What do I get? You know? Yeah. And a lot of people aren't passing that information down. But as photographers and future businessmen. On a grand level, mm-hmm. in this field, I feel like we have to be that change. Right. Where it's like, all right, I'm gonna show you the business. Because honestly, I could. You can always learn more in your craft, but like you were saying, I need to learn the business. Mm-hmm. To where it's like, now I'm cutting. The, they cutting the checks, and I don't gotta talk about it no more. It's like, yep. show up. I want yep. my check. Ten thousand. All right. Now here go your card. I'm out. Like I know photographers that got it like that. Oh, I do too. <clears throat> He's right here. Like let's not. There's there's an elephant in the room. Let's not kill him. Let's point him out and bring him in. Hi there. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking elephant in the room, yo. That's funny. Yeah. Teach us the ways. No. The technical shit. That's you know the the stuff about your craft. That's the stuff that's more fun with the homies or with colleagues and people that you're just kind of growing with as a photographer. But it's it's like the real business stuff and that kind of philosophy is what I would like to learn from an OG. Yeah. You know? And OGs ain't passing that information. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, we got to figure this out. But that's why I'm saying, like, we have to, like... I always believed about this collective thing where it's like, all right, I got the plug, everybody eats off the plug. You got the plug, everybody eats off the plug. So then we create that system where anybody that comes up within our tribe... They'll learn the business, and now you have a another circle formulating of people getting money. Oh, of course. And what so, if what if the plug is the mentor? But that yeah, means, he's got to respect you enough to let you in. Yeah. No, look, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if what if the plug is like Gordon Parks, and mm. and I got to connect to Gordon Parks, 
and y'all are the homies, and I know y'all want to do photography, you know, but that's 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 my connection. I'm like, you guys come with me. Yeah, but, but that's how but, we should go. But we all have a mentor now. We do. Because the mentor is the plug. But you found a mentor that's trustworthy mm-hmm. and that, that's not preying on your talent. Right. You, this dude actually just want to see you flourish. It's very rare you find that where it's like, I want to see you flourish. And plus, it's like the community thing. Gordon Parks is going to teach you how to plant apples. Mm. You can't teach us how to plant apples till Gordon teach it to you. And then once he teach it to you, you come back and you teach us how to do it. You know what I mean? And Don't worry, we we'll wait. Together. We'll wait, bro. It's like when you get on these. Exactly, we'll be patient. Do what you need to do. <laughs> no, real talk. That's why. When you get that's why it always blows. Like it always oh, blows man. me, right? When you see a cat, like your man will get on. All right, he gets on, but then you'll have other cats like rushing to get put on by him. Yeah. It's like nigga, slow down. He just got put on. Just like, let him build. Let him grow. Like, I know people who get connected to big corporations. Nike, Reebok, you know, just big groups, big things. And people was like, yo, can, yo, can you put me, can I shoot the shoes? Can you do? Just, he just got there. He's Wait. He's at the bottom of the We got to be patient, man. We got to be patient with our friends, especially with them when it comes to putting us on. We'll get put on. Everybody yeah. eats. Yeah. Everybody eats, B. You know, not to make it a thing of color, <coughs> but... It is what it is. Not to make it a thing of color, but it is what it is. Where I feel like if you're a black man and you're a photographer or a man of color and you're a photographer and you have a question, don't see me in public and be cute and then holla at my DMs. You see what I'm saying? That's Like, a lot of people are prideful and asking for that information to, like, expand. Like, we could expand the community, Mm -hmm. but I feel like... People, they have this pride thing where they don't want to holler at you to help them. Mm. And it's like... You mean like face-to-face? Face-to-face. Mm. Like, a lot of people as a photographer, well, filmmaker, right. they'll see me in the streets and not no, say, say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but then hit me on Instagram. And I'll be like, yo, do you know how much valuable information I could have gave you? That's crazy. If we would have spoken yep. in front of I, each other. I live for the face-to-face. I live for I live. it. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. I need the face-to-face. I'll meet face. you on the face-to-face, but we're not talking on the phone. I hate that. Right. Yeah. Well, some people, it's like a, it's a board, it's a barrier. Yeah. You know, some people aren't comfortable, you know, stepping out of the box. Just, just, just how technology is fucking us up in a way. You know what I'm saying? We texting like, we texting, man. Text, 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 text. text. We used to call each other, man. Yo, good to hear your voice, man. You get shook. You're like, whoa. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, somebody somebody call, you look down like, ah. What do I do? What do I do? Huh? <laughs> it's the red or the green one. Send a voicemail, dog. And then you send a text. Can I help you? <laughs> like, yo, what's good? <laughs> who's calling? <laughs> yeah, I do that. Who's oh, this? Wow. Yo. Yo. Uh, so there's a relationship between the mentor and the mentee, but, you know, I guess when like when do you feel like you're able to, you know, ask for certain things? Like Dion mentioned earlier, um, everybody eats. But, like, when are you the person trying to eat too soon? Hmm. It's a good question. When are you the person trying to eat too soon? Okay, so let's let's put it let's let's use the in-house example, okay? So, you know, we're all great photographers in here. I don't I don't I don't even know how we would quantify or classify like where we are in our careers based on what we want to do. Right. But I know that the person who's doing exactly what they want to do right now with no other inhibition or anything like that is this nigga AJ. But he just got there. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just got to that. Like, you told me. What'd you say 2016 was? 
what, 10 years? No, as far as in your career, 2016. Oh, the, the, the best year. The, the best, best year, you've, of, the yeah. best quarter you've ever had in, in your career. Mm-hmm. So that means I've, I've not been able to say that in yeah. photography. I can't even fathom what was yeah. the best um, as far as that. The fact that you're able to even quantify that or qualify that with, mm-hmm. with, your, with your previous year and know what that, what that year was is, is amazing. That means you're at a point where it can only go up from there. You're at your career. You're doing it. It can get better. It can get better. Oh, man, I had a downtime. I can't even do that yet. So that would be somebody who's a peer, but who's already reaching certain places within his career in, in photography. Now, is it to me to say, try to get on like a fast track because he's there and I'm, I may be building there? Yo, James. Like, yo, throw me an oop, man. Like, give me that one connect you don't even need. Like, you don't need to shoot her. Just slide me a... A Snoop Dogg's son or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Just slide me Snoop's son. But nah, I wouldn't even do that because, you know, you got to let everyone build. Uh, that would be the example for me. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Nah, please. Uh, this is Josh again. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Peters at Lucky Peters. But um, I feel like it's sort of like you're building a friendship. You know when you can ask for something. Mm. Mm. Like, you know when it's the time to say, can I? Yeah. You know? There's always a time and a place for everything. Like, And I feel like just because you see sh- things exchanging doesn't mean that it's available for you. Mm. And I feel like you just got to pay your dues. And at one point, we all paid our dues for something at one time. So we all know. You'll sacrifice this little bit of time just working for like a lifetime of like relationships. Yeah. So it's like you mm. just have to, you gotta you gotta pledge it out. Mm. Now just <laughs> handle business. If they mm. say yo, I want you to do this, I want you to handle this, you do it because you know in the end you're gonna make it out of it. But this is where the predatory thing happened. You have to know as a mentee when you're getting robbed and when you're actually being elevated. Yeah. So I feel like the, the time and place where they can throw you something, it will happen. Because mm-hmm. first they need to know, first of all, you have to build the person's trust. And trust is something that takes time. So they need to know, if I send you on a job, you will not drop the ball on me. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, they're gonna, you're going to be shadowing them for a while till they can trust you. When they start putting the camera in, the, in your hands more, they start allowing you to have more control over things, then you know, all right. What's up? I'm ready to get this money, you know? And at least you you ask to earn it. So try to, like, give instead of take as much as you want. Right, right, So right. I feel like, you know, hmm. you just got to you gotta wait your turn. And when it happens... You can't be thirsty. You can't that, be thirsty, that, that, that's man. That's, like, the key right there. Yeah, you can't drop the ball, too. It's like, I know mad people that got a shot, and they just dropped it hmm. prematurely because they wasn't ready, but they fought for it and got it, and it was like, you wasn't ready for this. Damn. And now you just lost a mentor. Right. Unless they have a really strong relationship with you. Because mm. you, could, you could fail at something and you can drop the ball. Like, drop the ball is like, you shot anything JPEG. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> James took a deep breath. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, we've all had our fuck ups. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, That's not even. I know. I ain't, that was you. Yeah. Huh? You were that? Nah, you were that just, guy? No, nah, not to the all JPEGs. Just, nah. Yeah. We all have rough <laughs> starts. Yeah, yeah, we've all had our starts. No, we man. definitely have. Definitely but you have. fuck up with your community. You don't mess up with your mentor. Oh, Somebody yeah, that's supposed to pull you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In no, community, I, you drop the ball. 
Yeah. Now, I definitely like the analogy of the community and the and the mentor because I mean I think that's what this is pretty much. This is the community. This is the community. You know, and you know, there's always going to be somebody in the in the community that pops pops first. You know, oh. like 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 Rocky and out of ASAP Mob, he was he was the guy. And then you and then you have Ferg. You know, and now you c- kind of got Nast. You know, and you know about Yams. You know, but all of that happened in the process. Or Eminem, and then you had D12. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, like the etiquette aspect, I think is definitely, um, it's definitely key because you have moments where like they're they're teachable moments, you know. Like if you get caught reaching for something, you know, you need to, I don't know, get get your hand popped or something. I don't know, <laughs> you know. Like look. Yeah, it, I think it definitely comes to with uh, like you said when when the time is right, it'll happen, mm-hmm. um, and and the etiquette go well. I think, you know, there was a time I'm coming up and there were about maybe two photographers were all coming up around the same time. And a lot of people would even say our work was comparable, but that was my network. And it never crossed my mind to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, can I have one of your one of your clients? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like toss one of them my way? Mm-hmm. Because we're already, our work is already, has the same feel. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was one of those things where I realized I had to do that on my own accord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to use, and I always consider them like my my little sandwich. I had to reach within my sandwich, and my sandwich being your photographer, your makeup artist, your hairstylist, your wardrobe stylist, the team that you normally work with. But I reached to them and not to another sandwich. You know what I'm saying? So another sandwich would be another photographer and his lettuce, tomatoes, and, yeah. and pickles. So <laughs> lettuce, tomatoes, <laughs> pickles, bun, you name it. So all of that. So I wouldn't reach to another sandwich. I would just stay within my lettuce, tomatoes, and pickles. And um, I'd holler at them for maybe an alley-oop because at the end of the day, it's like, all right, well, if I work with a, a, a client and they're working with uh, whomever, you know, It'll be easier for me to be like, hey, you know, let's do something together. You already do their makeup, so let's do a shoot. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's within my sandwich. Yeah. But I wouldn't think to, you know, go to another sandwich, another photographer, another, and just be like, hey, I know you got your clients, but uh, yeah. toss toss one my way, because yeah. then it's, it gets a little awkward. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. so it's it's kind of like yeah, in the in the world of being mentored and menteed and and your colleagues. In your family, in your, in your neighborhood, there's always an etiquette where it's just like, all right, I know you eating right now, and I would love to have that client, but let your chance be organic in a way. Right. So let it be, oh, you can't make it to do the shoot because you're going to be out of town, yeah. and you call me to do it? Yeah. Appreciate it. Yo, That's your way in. Yo, if I order Quiznos... And you asking for a bite of my Quiznos before I take a bite, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yeah. Can I can I eat my food? Yeah. Shoot. I don't want no more. Here you go. And it's not even throwing you slop because I'm still hooking you up. Yeah. <laughs> but can I eat first? I, I mean, I love that analogy. Can I get one half down. Right, right. Feel me? <laughs> well, you know, there's another there's another uh adage that goes with that is just paying your dues. You know, putting it putting in the hard work. Cause, you know, somebody might Take what well, I'll give you an example. So I, I had a I li- used to live in, in Virginia. I had a house, and my dad knows how to do like home improvements and whatnot. So, so we're at the house and we're renovating it, and you know, like te- tearing down panel in the house. I'm ripping up carpet. I'm redoing the hardwood floors, and you know, I restored this house, 
And I appreciated it because I did that work. It's all about the process. Right. So now I'm, you know. That's, that's, that's where the gratitude is. That's where, you know. Yeah. You know, like, like I think, think that's, the, that's the hard work and that's the dues that, that you're paying. You know, so all of that. Nah, why you look like Marvin Gaye? Because I got you know, the it's, it's the winter Why time. you? Why do you look like Marvin Gaye? I don't know, man. You tell me. <laughs> what's, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Yo, you got I think, chill, I think now's what's a good time. What, what's going on? <laughs> now's a good time to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some more stuff, man. Yo, I like what we're doing right here with the you know panel group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the vibes, yeah. man. Yo. What'd you call it? What'd you call it, Josh? The community. The community. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right. Yo, this episode, yeah, this one right now, the one you're listening to right here, this one, was edited by none other than Rick Did It. Rick underscore did underscore it on Instagram. Check him out. Follow him. Thanks, Rick. Hey, this is James Anthony. And if you're listening this long, that means you should subscribe to Shooting with Shooters. The R Hype, Brian Summers. I am James Anthony. Do what you do. Look at Samson giving away the money. You know how DJ Khaled said, you know, keep your eye on that bag, hold on to that bag? Samson said, here you go. Take the bag. You can have the bag. Take the bag. Yeah. Well, look. That is a dope ass campaign, though. Yeah. Yeah, but look, we're back from our little break. Um,. I wish you guys could have been here because we had some uh, umami burger. Uh, what what what'd you call it, Dio? Mumami? Mumami burger? Mumami, yeah. Disrespected the place, but no. Oh, so you want to check. Well, <laughs> that's because your man, Josh Peters, was telling me about these super fries that have that have, that, have, that has beef brisket in them. What? Beef. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's excellent. That's the that's the alternative, you know, to the fries that we just had. They had pork in them for y'all that don't eat that. But yeah, we're back. And um, one thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, like, if you go on all of our pages right now, you know, it's, uh, you know, examples of our environment or what we like to shoot, you know, and I feel like we all unapologetically post, uh, you know, black people and celebrate, you know, humanity in general, you know, but if if you are trying to get more work um, in a more... You know, I'm doing air quotes right now. Mainstream um, avenue. Do you feel like you have to change that up to to do uh, more like white people, or do um, make sure your portfolio is diverse as possible? You know, so you know, shoot one black person, one white person, one Asian person. You know, one of everything, or you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So you know, James and I and yourself, we were talking earlier about you know this very topic, and I think the general consensus was as a Black person shooting black people, black people are the hardest people to shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We come in every shade, every color. Yeah. I mean, it's a spectrum of melanin. So we have to know how to edit and style the lighting for this particular skin tones from the extremest of light so to the, the darkest of dark. And, and that being said, the, the biggest frustration is when you're trying to reach out to these larger corporations for these gigs. And you know your portfolio is predominantly black because, not saying it, it it wouldn't be my choice, but it's not by choice; it's by the bookings. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a representation of what I shoot. But you know, like we discussed earlier, it's one of those things. Yeah, I can shoot black people well, 
But because you can shoot black people well, the equivalent would be the saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm. If you can shoot <laughs> black people well, you can shoot, shoot. anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Because we are the lightest of the light and the darkest of the dark. Yeah. And, and hair texture. Yeah, exactly. So when when you have these corporations, some of these corporations, and they're like, oh, we love his work, but we want to know what it looks like when he shoots... Our people. Our people. Mm. You know, yeah. so... Yeah. It's we don't even have to divulge into what that really is, you know yeah. what they're really saying. But um, I mean, you know, it's but one I of mean, those it's people I mean, mm-hmm. it's something you expect, you know. Like, like I said, I did the air quotes of mainstream, you know. But if we want to, you know, be able to show a diverse portfolio, you could literally, you know, have a <coughs> spectrum of melanin. Oh yeah. You know. Oh exactly. You know, and and. People are definitely like unique, and you can definitely get uh, great shots. Um, you know, just just by knowing them. We 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 also had another analogy where you said uh, you go to a a, a barber shop. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, if a black uh, if you're a person that can cut black hair, you can you know cut any kind of hair because it's so it's so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I mean, that's something that you might notice just by posting like an image on um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I post black people all, all, all day long, you know, and then if I, I post to somebody that's, I guess, outside of that <laughs> expected or what's expected, it's not going to get that much love. So, but do you think that's because your demographic, your your following is predominantly black? I definitely, yes. I definitely know that. Yeah. You know, I know that. That's you know? for sure. So, yeah. yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've had this exact situation. I mean, of course, you know, when we shoot, we find beauty in all things, all people. I yes. mean, something you see and you, things, you get attracted literally. to it, you know, to the point that you like it so much that visually you have to grasp it. You have to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's the case of somebody who's not a black person or someone who's of a different ethnicity with beauty, finesse, yeah. pizzazz. You'll take that shot and it'll be fire to each other. Yeah. Like all of us would say, whoa, that's a great shot. Wow, yeah. this is awesome. But to your target audience, this is not what they're used to. Yeah. This isn't what they came here for. Right. Yeah. Majority of them love your work, not only because it's your work, but it's because of what you typically shoot. Yeah, and it's con- the consistency of it. As we talked about in, a, yeah. in, the, in the last episode, the consistency of it. Yeah. The consistency of your posts, your brand, as far as who you are as a photographer, just by people looking at your work. So when they're not getting that, it's not going to get as much love. Yeah. So that leads to the bigger question. Do you compromise your work to expand your audience reach. I want I want to hear everyone's perspective on that. That's a great question. Right there, dog. I'm, I'm still thinking. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a great question. I guess. Great segue. I guess I can segue. jump right into that because uh, you know there's there's times where and I'll say this too. Um, I don't like to to kind of make things about race, especially when it doesn't have to be. But it kind of makes it hard because everything is about race. Even <laughs> if it's not in your face, that's everything is about race. That's crazy. And, I mean, and right. it's one of those things where it's just like, okay, if you're saying I'm not looking at your body of work because you're shooting black people, and if I swapped them out with white people or people of a fair complexion, then my, my look would be considered more, I mean, what are you saying? And, and I get that we are not the majority. I get that. But again, if if I can shoot black people, you can shoot anybody. So I will say I was guilty at a point where I didn't want you to look at my body of work and be able to tell I was a black person. 
I didn't want you to be able to come to my website and tell that I was a black male. So I would try to, there was a point where I was testing with, I didn't want to test with any black models because I wanted my work to be representative of the majority of the United States, which is not black. And the reason being is I saw me chasing the opportunity to make some bankable gigs and the, those, those clients that have those budgets, they're not shooting black people like that. I'm looking for the Coca-Cola ads where they have the ambiguously biracial couple or, you know, the... Uh, the blatant black woman, white man? Yeah, just the old <laughs> The light-skinned kid. Yeah, I yes. mean, I can't even say old Navy because they're, they're good about using a multiracial background, but there's, there's so many brands out there where you don't really see yourself represent, represented. And I mean yourself meaning a black male. So I didn't want you to come to my site and say, oh... This this got to be a black dude because he's shooting nothing but black people. Yes. So that's why I tried to switch it up. Um, when was this in your career? To be honest, it had to be maybe two and a half years ago. Wow. And what? And and I'll say, this year, um, seriously, probably changed that a little bit. And I can't help but who I am, and I'm a I'm a black male in 2016. Unapologetically black. Man. Unapologetically black. Yep. But the main reason that kind of really made me say, man, fuck this, is the shootings that continuously were happening, and and it was almost a, a an awakening in a sense. Because I always tell people in casual conversation, I'm like, damn, I think this is the first year I became woke, like on some mm. real shit. When Philandro got shot, I was like, wow. And you not saw even, it. Not even you a week apart. Die. I was like, that's damn. We started seeing, you, you literally got to see, you know, as much as we imagine, and mind you, we are a group of black men here, you know, so just to put some perspective on um, where our opinions are coming from, but... When you literally got to, you, you heard about all this stuff. We heard about Trayvon Martin. We heard about all these other individuals. But when you got to see these people getting shot and killed lot, like in yeah. real life, that like, put into perspective, like, yo, this shit is happening, man. This not, this not just YouTube. Yeah. Dude is just driving down the street with his girl. That could be me. I'm dri- I drive down the street with my girl. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And the fact that he was far away from that life, like, they couldn't say anything like he was a thug, he was this, none of that. Like, dude was a school aid. That shit was loved trippy, him. dog. That shit was... I was watching. I was like, yo, this can't even be real. Like, I was shook just watching it. it so, like watch... Zone. Exactly. And watching that put me in a space where... Mm. And again, I was already... Already in transition to this mindset anyway, but that was even more like just a boost. confirmation. Like, yeah. why am I trying to cater yeah. to the majority? Why am I trying to ask for your approval? You know what I'm saying? Why am I trying to valid? Why am I trying to seek your validation when you guys have no regard? So, and and again, it that necessarily wasn't against white versus black because in actuality we realized the issue was blue against black. But it's it's one of those things that um it made me want to embrace shooting my people even more so. And 2016, and like I said, I felt like this was a year of awakeness. My trip to Brazil in in March. And to go to Rio and then Bahia and then go to Colombia and see the diaspora of Africa spread across South America to see these beautifully dark 
complected people. They only show you the white looking ones. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We only see the Sofia Vergara's, but there's so many black Colombians and so many black Brazilians. You know, we not not everybody is Giselle Bungeon. Um, you know, so it, it was it was one of those things where it was an eye awakening experience to see all this beautiful color all over the world. And it made me say, you know what? I'm not I'm no longer seeking after that. So if a friend of my aunt said, Yeah, your your nephew is a great photographer. He he shoots a lot of black people. Is that all he shoots? Because she's white. And I'm just like, what does it matter? Yeah, if you want to book crazy. me, you book me. That is crazy. Why should it matter if you see nothing but black people on my website? Yeah, you're shooting people first. Yeah, of all. they're that people. Is crazy. Yeah, so man. it's it's one of those things where you realize it's just like, wow, it's still an issue that we have to deal with, yeah. but you have to decide on how you're going to handle it. And one of the things where I was having a conversation um, earlier with another creative is that when you sit back and think, when you finally realize that you're taking a hand in creating culture for a people with your We Love You project mm. and anything that we are all trying to do, every time we create an image and we put it out there, we're creating culture. You know what I'm saying? All the black happy people that he posts and all the black happy people with their, you know, the whole Alicia Keys with the, the no makeup and all that stuff. People may say, oh, you know, people will hate on everything. Yeah. Well, she's not really not wearing makeup or how long is that going to last? They always try to find a way to, <laughs> yeah, you know, rip it apart. Or, yeah. So it's just one of those things like, yo, just embrace it. Yeah. I can't, we, we, there's no such, there was no other time where you've heard the word melanin used so much yo, in our I, in our time. I feel like hmm. this is, I mean, I kind of touched on it the other day. We yeah. were talking about. A melanin renaissance. Exactly. We were trying to. We were trying to because we said we we decided that you know there was a there was a renaissance, a Harlem renaissance yeah. where you know style, food, music, things were just changing. Culture, Black yeah. people, culture was just moving. I said, yo, this is this is the newest one, man. Unfortunately, it was birthed from such violence and mm -hmm. and death and despair. But it's it's opened the minds of people, man. I know people. That's I mean, how, that's you, how it's always probably been that happening, though. You know what I'm saying? It, it takes that. It takes and, that. And Samson, it's, check this out. Yeah. Not, not, not to cut you yeah, off. Yeah. You mentioned off air earlier. You said, you know, if you know, if you could go back to any time period, mm -hmm. right? Well, what would it be? And we both we both mentioned well, any other time except for now would suck for black people, <laughs> you know. So, um, but everybody says the '70s, you know. And one thing that I say that was that that made the 70s so great was the the art that was created during that time. And that art was created because of the fuck shit that was going on during mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, so sometimes you need that pressure to make the diamond. Unfortunately, it happens that way. Yeah. You mm. know, but, but sometimes you need you need that pressure to make that happen and it's unfortunate that it does, but this is a time that things are potentially going to get better. You know, mm -hmm. or, or we're producing the that flower out of yeah, and, and you know how you say, uh, well, to say art imitates life, life imitates art. Right. <clears throat> One thing that I'm, I'm being aware of in this current wave of black pride is that I'm hoping that this is not just a wave. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I say that is because you had the 60s with the, with the doobies, all the girls, you know, with the wigs and permanent hair. Mm. Then you had the 70s where people was like, no, I'm a pluck out my afro mm. you know black power 
Then you had the the 80s where it's back to the perm and the guys is just, you know, with these little Jerry Curl joints going on. Then you come back to the 90s where it's fight the police. We're back. And we're back. And you have the, the black cross fist colors. going down cross colors. I remember Malcolm X Exactly. I remember going down to um, downtown Brooklyn and all you see is just African medallions being sold, dashikis, which happened all this summer. So what I'm hoping is that this is this whole natural hair and black girls rock and, and all this, you know, melanin rich. I'm hoping this isn't the, the 90s when it, was, when it was great to be black. And I'm hoping that there's not going to be a conform of uh, let's, let's go back and, and remain muffled. Because we can't act like it hasn't been cyclic. It's been very cyclic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's like, yo... I hope this melanin and this black power just keeps going because history has proven itself for this wave to go up and down and up and down. Itself, yeah. dog, it repeats itself. And yeah. I feel like, you know, the shootings is one thing that keeps building every year. And the thing is, like we were saying before, visualizing is, is a completely different thing. Because you, you experience certain, you know, certain things growing up and shit, but not until you really see it, does it really, does it really hit you yeah. over and over again. Yeah. But then you have the election and, and what that meant for this nation, what it meant for minorities and black people in general, right? I think all it does is empower us to be more unapologetic and just be ourselves. Yeah. Very and true. Celebrate, I, I agree. Celebrate yeah. ourselves. Yes. So what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right? And that's the only way to fight it is by creating that, that energy that not only, not only black people, but just minorities in every type of, in every type of category, yep. including women. You know, everything. Yeah. Be marginalized. Like, people are just realizing that this is a wake-up call. Yeah. We got to make sure that we're ourselves and we're, we're spreading that everywhere. Yeah. I feel like... And, you know, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on from everything that everybody spoke about. Um, first, I want to start by saying... Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh. Lucky Peters. Yeah, Lucky Peters. It was perfect. But uh, I want to go back to the whole Instagram thing and, mm -hmm. you know, being able to... Oh, yeah, that was a question. Yeah, back to the original question. Yeah. And then I'll go into this, the actual matter at hand with today's time. We times. went everywhere. Yeah. All right. um, I feel like if... I know it's sad that today Instagram is where people make their business. Mm -hmm. It's now your portfolio. So if you're a photographer and you have an Instagram... People don't want to go to your website. Mm -hmm. If you ever look at the analytics, right. no one's going to websites anymore. They want to look at your IG, and then they're going from there. So it's like, if you're like, oh, I can't book any white people off of my Instagram, then you have to make... Your Instagram isn't for your personal use. And I think that's one of the things that we always confuse. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, why can I not get white clients when your Instagram is your portfolio, bro? And you can't say... <laughs> You can't say, yo, I want to get white clients and your whole shit is black. You can't do that. This your Insta Once you get a booking off of your Instagram, whether that person is black, white, Spanish, Indian, whatever, that portfolio no longer belongs to you. So if you could take the money of another race, then you have to make it acclimated. You have to make it available for another race so that everybody can feel open. It's like if you watch a Coca-Cola commercial and all you see are white people. White people, white people, white people, white people. You never see yourself represented by Coca-Cola. You're not going to buy Coca-Cola anymore. So it's the same way. It's the same way if a white person see a joint, they're going to go, 
Why don't I see black people? I don't feel welcomed. I'm out of here. I've always lived by the mantra, you reap what you shoot. Okay. Shoot, if, you, if you're taking pictures of kids, you're going to get a lot of kids requests. Yeah, yeah you're marketing yourself. That's it, man. If you shoot couples in love, you're going to get weddings. You're going to get engagement shoots. You shoot happy black people, you're going to get black people who want to be shot looking good <laughs> and happy and free. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you shoot and you draw... People going to ask for you to <laughs> shoot me, take a pic, and draw. Exactly. Shout out to uh, James, James Shoots and Draws. I mean, what are we <laughs> talking about here? Look, Chill. Appreciate it. It's it, not it, rocket sciences. <laughs> Rock science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. Like, James, James mentioned, you know, um, not trying to cater to anyone. You know, you're going to still shoot and, you know, submit your work to these places where you want to get work, but you're not stressing so hard. You know, you're going to unapologetically shoot what you shoot and what you know and it is what it is but the positive thing about social media like instagram now makes you the gatekeeper you know before you were like oh i gotta get this shot in vogue magazine vogue is not coming you know to, to holler at me well guess what i got this platform where i can push my vogue quality work and whether they see it or not, I'm going to get the same response. I mean, you might not get that instant check right then mm-hmm. and there from Vogue, but you're going to get people that, you know, appreciate what you do. They come to you already. You're the you're the source. You're now the plug. And, um, you know, I guess that's like Master P selling CDs out of his trunk, you know? Like, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a big, it's a big change. Uh, Chance the Rapper even talked about that, how, you know, it's one of those things where if you have GarageBand on your laptop and you got a good microphone and you know how to work right you can make a dope little demo yeah. to the point where he's not under a major label because he's like why would i do that like yeah. in this day and age you can make your own music video post it on youtube yeah. you can make your own um mixtape and you're good get you know uh link up with a dope photographer you got your own promo work so it's just like why sign your life away to that slave ship and not own anything afterwards. So it's a, it's the same. Or at least walk up to it as a businessman. No, exactly. Shit. So with that with that change in power, like you said, it it does make it it makes it crazy. And you know, like I told y'all earlier, some of the it, it would be as if Instagram became my agency in a sense. Yeah. Because like I told y'all, two um, some of the opportunities I've been presented recently. If if it weren't for Instagram, I don't know how they would have found me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like when you have that power and you know how to utilize it, it can make um, it can make a world of difference. Yeah. So I wanted to touch back on the whole race issue. Um, yeah, yeah. With Trump being elected, <laughs> I always wanted to look at it like the world isn't black and white anymore. We all blurring the lines. But then when I seen that wild percentage of white women voting for Trump, it was really about a white or black thing. And I feel like, you know, I understand the question some's posed was like, you know, the high end clientele, quote unquote, being these white people. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you got that fire, they're going to come for you regardless, super regardless. You're not black until you're fracked. So it's like <laughs> if you if you're doing all of this, if yeah. if you once you become unapologetically black, one hundred percent, you have to be in that mentality that I am black and I am a black owned business and I take black supporters. And if you want to bring your white dollars in, that's cool. Because if you look at it, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
they just don't say it. They say, you know, I'm white. My ads represent white people. If you want to bring your black dollars and squeeze into yo, my yo, jeans black that aren't ass cut for you, <laughs> that aren't cut for your hips Whoa. and your backside. The analogy. <laughs> right. You know you sure can. Crazy. If you want to fit right. in, sure. Right. I'll take your dollars. But the thing is, is like, we as black people don't become these strong elements to where we have the black dollar that's just as good as a Vogue dollar. We won't have that until we actually tell ourselves, like, enough is enough. And that we will always grow as a people when yeah. we say, fuck it, I'm black. Why don't we become the norm? That's what I'm saying. So you have people in the Harlem Renaissance that said, fuck this honky-tonk shit. I'm, I'm going back to my people. I'm going to go do jazz. I'm going to go support the movement. Exactly. We, we're going to create but what you're asking, what you're, Man, people are scared to change. Man. They're scared. What you're asking is, is people who are... Let's say, I, I don't know who the top black photographer is or if there's even such a thing. Right. You're asking those people to say, you know what, man? I'm taking a step back and I'm only rocking. I got I got to take pictures of, of my people. Mm-hmm. Well, if that a- happens, son, everything changes. Everything changes. It's always going to be somebody to come up and be like, well, I... <laughs> well <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit, I do it. <laughs> That's true. Then you got the one guy who's like, they're all gone. Here we go. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> You're always going to have a Judas. Right. But I feel like back in the days, what made those errors super prominent was because they were walking into record labels. They were walking into businesses. They were walking into anything they wanted to stamp that red, black, and green flag on and saying, I'm black and what's up? You're going to take my dollars or what? Because we can make money together and I'm the businessman and I'm not an employee of yours. When people are ready to just sacrifice their livelihood to push forward as a unit, then it'll happen. But until then, it won't. Because we were so good in the 20s when we were doing jazz to where white people were coming up to Harlem, risking their lives to walk through there to get a piece of what we got. Hip-hop, we were everything. And then, like Master P was talking about, dude wanting to give him $100 million. He became so prominent that they were like, we need a piece of that. And that was because he was unapologetically black and green. wanted. Lucky Peter's breaking it down, man. Until we actually say, you know. This Lucky Peter show. Yeah, don't forget it. Don't forget until you actually say fuck it, yo, I'm gonna go after what I want. And I'm biggest biggest example that made me feel like this two years ago was my walk moment. Mm. Like I've always been conscious. <laughs> wow. He's like, Damn. Hashtag, my hashtag what's your woke, woke moment, moment? Right? Yeah. What's your woke yeah. moment? Like woke my woke moment didn't happen for me <laughs> until like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been conscious of shit that's yeah, going on. Of course. But when it hit me like, Josh, be your own boss. It didn't happen until two years ago. I used to work for a Jewish production firm, company, and I just felt like I was meant to be that dude at the bottom of the totem pole. Like, that's where they wanted me to be. And then one time, LeBron's peoples came in the office, and dude had on a blazer, <laughs> a shirt, jeans, and kicks, and literally kicked his feet up on their table like, so where's my product? Let's see, what, let's see what's going on. Because they walked in the room knowing my money will speak for me. My, all the things that I put together will speak for me. You don't have the power that I have. You've been fracking my power. But when I take that power back, now you're at my service. Now you're going to do, now you're my client. Hmm. Hmm. And that's how he walked in. Like Maverick, when he walked in there, it was like, no, Rich Paul. When he walked in there, it was like, what's up? 
Like, I felt like I would watch white people come in and out of this joint. <laughs> and it was just like a moment for me, like, there are black people that look like me that are in positions of power that's mm. kind of Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's, that's something, that a visual that needs to be displayed. Yes. Yeah. Instead, they, they show us in... People always say, like, you know... Oh, Josh, well, what do you have against this community or that community or this it's community? It's not about that. It's not about that. Show me a strong black man. And they always do it in television. And this is why I kind of don't agree with anything Tyler Perry does. Because it's like, dude, you've been selling us the image of the emasculated black man. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're keeping us at a lower level to where you won't have little black boys come up and, and not feel like they have to work for Vogue. No, that's, like that's, that's what... Uh... That's Our what um, gave in. So Dave Chappelle we're, was talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why that. I rock with Chappelle, man. Yeah, I was watching that interview recently. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. Yeah, he, shit, he was like, bro. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. He wants to just be with the crowd. He wants to just do his craft. You know what I'm saying? And they throw all these dollars at him, and it scares him. You look at every other black like, you know, comedian during that time. Mm -hmm. uh, who had a, Someone had a stroke. I forgot. I think it was Martin, Martin. Lawrence. Martin yeah, had a stroke. Yeah. Heat stroke. Yeah. Heat stroke. Right? Like, niggas get stressed, dog. <laughs> right. Talking about they trying to kill him. <laughs> Crazy. Right. right. So yeah. they was like, I'm good on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna chill out. I'm gonna go to Africa. But then everyone looks at him like he's crazy. Right. He's that's the, the worst thing. tag they put Yo, you. Yo, everything yeah. is like, it's oh, like you're crazy. You can't understand. It's too easy. It's, it's too. It's Kanye, too, you're crazy. It's too dismissive. Yeah. All right, don't it's worry about it. He's crazy. Yeah. And before yeah. they yeah. allow the man to speak for himself, they called him crazy. Right. You turned that money down. What's wrong with you? Yeah. They. Yeah. It's they're always trying to like either like belittle you for it or call call you crazy for it or um, yeah, just just put put you out there like uh, what's what's the boy name. Orlando, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making fun of this man where he clearly needs help. You yeah, know? I mean that's that's on another level. Of, yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, Donald Glover for speaking on um, mental health issues. AKA is, yeah. Young Brian. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> Childish Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love <laughs> that show Atlanta though. I should, yeah, I they spoke Atlanta. about that mental health uh, issues <laughs> and how people just be like, man, he crazy. But nobody wants to fix the situation. Right. And it's like, mm. you just keep funneling these mentally ill people into the streets. Terrible. And it's like, you yeah. see it in the media, and it's like, nobody's really... They're, they're not trying to show us in a position of power. And I know that we're kind of off topic, but it's like, no. this is the root of it. No. It's like, yeah. we want those Vogue dollars. Yeah. Why don't we get our own dollars and work with some of those celebrities? But then those celebrities that are, that are in position to own things and employ others, they don't do it. Well, I'm gonna bring it back to this. I mean, like, there's five photographers sitting right here, right now at this table. All begging for a Vogue check. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. That's crazy. That wouldn't mind that Vogue check, but at the same time, we also have to understand that we are the gatekeeper. You know, we all we all create the content, and we all know how to post the content and promote the content. You know, this is content we're creating right now. Yes. We're now gatekeeping. You know, <laughs> but do you feel that there's a gatekeeper? That's watching your gate. That won't allow you to shine. You ever seen something where you feel like your product is way better than that person's product, but somehow that person's product keeps shining over yours, or they take ideas from you and um, put it out. Damn. But since you have no intellectual property lawyer, these things happen to you. Josh. <laughs> I have a series called Storytellers. No shameless plug. Yeah. But no, no, plug. no, no, this, no, no, this is the time you plug. We are the gatekeepers uh, giving you the opportunity to plug that. And I mean, like, <laughs> right. to answer your question real quick, I don't think that there's somebody over me right now. 
I'm not naive or ignorant to the fact that there are other people out there, you know, either overlapping my lane or definitely watching and seeing what I'm doing, you know, but it's up to me, it's up to us to realize that this ain't no fad, you know, it's something that we're going to keep doing, you know, we're not, like, we're not just doing it just because podcasts are cool right now, you know, because, I mean, like, it's a bunch of podcasts out there. I created this podcast because I didn't see a lot of black photographers, you know, um, talking about what they what they do or how they get to that point, um, or you know, a lot of a lot of the podcasts that I saw were um, people that I felt were either uh, culture vultures or hey, elaborate for that culture vultures. Mm-hmm. Somebody that comes in that's not a part of your culture mm-hmm. sees it as cool, and you know. Disrespectfully takes a takes a piece of it, mm-hmm. and, mis, and mis, yeah, misrepresents yeah. it. Yeah. You know that's that that's what a culture vulture is. You know, it's not to say that a white person can't come into you know black culture. You just gotta respect it. Yeah, that's it. Respect it. You know, but I I created this platform to celebrate you know things that we've gone through to highlight things we've gone gone through for people that are just like us. You know, I met I met a guy the other day. You know, for the first time. You know, he comes in. I'm thinking he's a part of uh, my girlfriend's family because I'm I'm visiting oh, her family. Oh, He yeah. come he, he comes to the house and he's like, "Hey, Brian, some shooter with shooters." And I'm 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 set it back a little bit, but at the same time, it's kind of the reaction that I should I should expect or should look for somebody listening to the show, you know, that wants to you know, or that appreciates that face to face conversation. Like you, if you're a guy or you know somebody listening to the show right now. And you want to know more about photography, and you and you look to the show to to get that knowledge, and you see any of us out and about, you're gonna be like, oh hey, Dio, hey James, hey Josh, hey Santa, hey Brian, um, I'm thinking about getting a camera, <laughs> you know, uh, what do you think I should get, you know, or, you know, I shoot with this, you know, how do you like shooting with that? I heard this is coming out, sharing something because they feel the connection to this community yeah. that, that we that we have here. But to get back to your question, um, I. I feel like this is, you know, another lane that is being honed, you know, being 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 nurtured, and there's definitely somebody that could get in the way, but you gotta think creatively, you know, and get around that 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 block, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we want we want we want that Vogue check, um, but we, we can but we can also. Become a Vogue. It's going. Yeah. Take, it's going to take some work. Why Oprah can't send us that check? Why we had to wait for Oprah? But she could. But why we had to wait for her? We shouldn't. Yeah. But I'm just speaking in black. He's speaking black it to the owned. highest. He's he's like oh, black yeah, owned magazine. Oh, so, so like but you know one of the problems we have with that is. We expect the people who have the most to be able to help everybody. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We do. We it's like, Oprah got dumb money. Why ain't she hooking up this? Hey, we don't know what. We ain't. Yeah, we don't I'm know not, what Oprah doing. Yeah. But you know, I, I see what you're going. Yeah. But it, it's it's just we gotta spread it out. Yeah. Yeah. Spread it out. I mean, we touched on it earlier. You know, you talked about the homie getting on and you waiting, you rushing. Hey, man, put me on now. <laughs> Patience. Right. Yeah. It I, was. I'm sorry, but. I remember we were getting ready for uh, <laughs> we were getting ready for the release of a, a, a recent spread that I had shot for a magazine. Uh, not really important to say, but um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I just want to say any yeah, names. But, talk. No, no, no. <laughs> I just don't want to put them out there. But yeah, facts. one of the person, uh, one of the people at the magazine is a good, uh, friend of mine. 
He was like, so I figure, and this was me jokingly talking, but it was kind of funny. Like you say, we are the gatekeepers. We hold the power. He was like, so we have to find out which blogs we need to hit up so that way, you know, for the reposting, make sure the rollout has the biggest impact it possibly can. And I chuckled, and this is all via text. I said, I said, what blogs? I said, I am the blog. And and he started laughing, and I was just like, ha ha, you know, all funny. And then fast forward a month later, um, I remember I had dropped two of the images, and blogs went crazy, yeah. reposting all oh, of that. And then I was just no, like, what did right. I tell you? I, I said, remember. why? I, I was, you know, what's the point? Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, now I remember everything. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I joked, and he recently <laughs> posted under a photo, but I was just like, yo, I am the blog. We don't have to, exactly... We reach out for these blogs because they got 500,000 and all this. But I'm like, yo, if people, if you are consistent in what you're doing, like like you said, if you yep. show that yeah. you got that power, yeah. people will gravitate towards you. Right. Because you're like, well, shit, if, if nothing else, this person is consistent in producing some shit that I like. Yeah. So it, it almost then changes because they almost have an interest in anything that you do. Mm. And then that's what gravitates people even more and more. So Then you deliver that fire. Yeah. And they're not gonna just look at it. They gotta tell their friend. Exactly. Yeah. Yo. Because then, at, 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 even because, if you start to experiment, mm-hmm. they're still down for it. They're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck is and this? And that's support, exactly. man. That's love, man. Exactly. And that's why we are the impact. Yeah. Brian, you've been forgetting a lot lately. Everything good? Um, <laughs> 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 no, man. man. But no, you're right. Like, we, you gotta plug. So, shout out to, like, you know, like the street etiquettes. You know that that have been doing this since like 2008. Well, they've know? inspired a, a generation of photographers. Yeah, I'll tell you I mean, that they, much. They they have fathered a lane, you know, or nurtured a lane at least, you know, for, for for people to come in and do that. You know, um, shout out to the Blavities. You know, like those. those Morgan, are, what know, up? Those are those are sites and platforms that are celebrating this melanin renaissance. Shout out to Marcus Prime Lives exactly. or Marcus F and Prime. Marcus F the homie. Prime. Follow me back. Lucky underscore Peters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facts. Blast. Blast radio. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The famous words of the late great. That is, Gene and Wilder. that Gene quote, Wilder. that quote is everything, man. Yeah. Willie Wonka right there. We, we make our own magic, man, and, and, we, and we achieve the dreams that we dream of. This is, you know, we're the ones, man. Yo, like, he, he was dropping mad, like, little lessons all throughout that movie. Top, top, top five, man, for me, at least. <laughs> Wow, it's hot wave. Look, top five. You remember cribs? Yes. Right. Remember when folks would come to the house and they always showed the DVD collection. They always showed Scarface. Yes. I would say I was always saying, yo, if I have was on cribs, you would have Willy Wonka. Uh, Willy Wonka, right here, right here. <laughs> but look, man, look. Kill let's kill. Let's, wow, let's, let's, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap it up with the pick of the week. All right. Oh, we're going to have several picks in here. Hey, we got we got a couple picks. So, you know, we'll be back once we get these picks together. All right. We'll be right back. Yo, I don't know about y'all, but I rarely get shots of myself unless I'm shooting with a shooter. Mm. So next time you're out, hashtag shoot with shooters. Look, every time you shoot, with a shooter, you should use the hashtag. Shooter with shooters. You know, it's now it's time for the segment of the show where we like to just put people on, let them check out other people's work, you know, discover a new shooter. Wait, it's wait. The, is it that time? It, to do the... 
Pick of the week. Shoot something, baby. Yo, so it's fabulous. So who's gonna here. start first? It's we gotta do rock paper scissors. All right, here we go. Yo, you ever heard of? Have you heard called Rochambeau before? That's kicking someone in the nuts. Yo, I've seen some. Wait, what? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Back before. and forth until you until someone That's gives crazy. up and passes out. That's crazy. I, I saw like they had some game show. It was never called did. Rochambeau, but was they did black? rock paper scissors. Nah, I exactly. Come on now. <laughs> 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 All right, let's do this. Rock. One, two, three, shoot. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. All right, hold it. Oh, shit, I'm first. So you're first. Yeah. Wow, all you yeah. guys really think all right. alike. All right, they cool. all did scissors, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Check, baby. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the rock. Yeah, so, hey, here, I'm going to clockwise. Okay, that's all fine. Right. All right, Peter. Oh, went over your head. Not when the last time you've been in church? Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was a genuine reaction. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So, yo, my pick of the week is goes to... DMV photographer called District Dodger, hmm. like the IG. I think it's pretty dope. I, I've never met this guy, but I, I've you know I've, I've followed him for a little bit, seen his work, and I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, you know he likes to capture people. He is a portrait photographer, and the image I'm referring to is November 14th. Now it's the image of a guy you know who's from the area, who's obviously in cold conditions because there's a lot of co- this cold breath coming out of his mouth. What I really like about the the image and the and obviously the caption, you know, District Dodger wrote, "I'm here to show you how I see the world. Nothing more, nothing less." Mm. And I think that was a great reflection on what we talked about earlier in regards to, yo, I'm sh- shooting what is around me. I'm shooting what's in who I'm around, environment, yeah. my environment. Yeah. And he's, you know, with this type of statement, he's unapologetic. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Like yeah. if you're here for me, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, the guy is just, he looks like he's deep in thought, and he caught him in a moment. This doesn't look staged. It looks like, you know, it just looks like a moment. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that picture, man. Great yeah. shot. Uh, District Dodger, hope to meet you soon enough. Keep shooting, man. Hey. Right. So, uh, what's, it, what's it called? Picture of the Week, right? Like that. <laughs> it's called the Picture of the Week. week. <laughs> Pick of the Week. So, so my Pick of the Week is the homie Daryl Richardson. Um, his, his IG handle is Daryl Richardson underscore and he shoots basically mostly film 35 millimeter so this is a shot that's just it's, it's you know it's a, mm. it's a photograph it's angelic but it's it's angelic it's it's moving it's almost it gives you an emotion like you feel like you're at this he's shooting a he's actually shooting a, it's a concert picture uh, and just the feeling and the emotion you get from this black and white image mm. is so strong you know what I'm saying? You feel like you're in that atmosphere, like you're turning the fuck up yeah. Yeah. in in the crowd. Like you're right in the front. Yeah. You feel me? So and, and his work is very minimalistic, but he always draws on emotion. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I enjoy his work, because he just he just finds and so it's it's that less is more philosophy and he really executes mm-hmm. it very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Film. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Hey Daryl, Daryl, you got a new follower, man. Uh, our hype's following you right now. I'll, I'm I'm digging your page, man. <laughs> All right. Good looks. Well, my pick of the week is from Olivia Benamé, and uh, shout out to Olivia uh, out in Baltimore. Shout out to Strangers with Style also. Um, but this particular photo was posted around November seventh, and it's just you know of two 
uh, young black girls in the park having fun. It looks like they're, you know, one one is in the front just striking a little pose, putting her hands up beside beside her head, acting as if she's like a, a deer or some type of animal with big ears like that. Um, and the, little, the girl in the back, who could possibly be like an older sister or whatnot, she's, you know, doing some type of like dance, looks like she's doing like the whip and the nae-nae or whatever, you know, but there's just two girls having fun in the park, and like in, in a city park, it's it's like autumn, you know, so again, you know, it's uh, it's telling you what time of year it is or how it, it, it feels, you know, like just by looking at this one photo, this visual image, you can still tell certain things like how cold it is, um, the actual feeling in the picture, you know, like they're in, in the park having fun with scarves on, and I, the thing I like about it the most is that 20 years from now, you know, looking back at this photo, you know, it'll be dated to reflect this time. You know, it'll yeah. be, it, it'll always be, you know, two girls having fun. Maybe they're expressing their fun in a different way. You know, like these girls are dancing. In the future, they might be doing something else, you know. Mm. You never know. But this picture right here uh, by Olivia Benamé out in uh, Mount Vernon Children's Park is dope. Omo Naija. It's my pick of the week. Naija. <laughs> Shout out to our sister over there. Yep, yep. We love her. <laughs> James, we love her. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lucky was good, bro. All right, uh, so my hick of the week. <laughs> yeah, I have to give a, a big warm shout out for... Uh, All right. Underscore D Vasquez. All right, Mr. Oh, uh, he has this photograph of uh, <laughs> Mr. Sean Combs. Uh, what date? What date? Um, the photo was shot on August 29th. Uh-huh. And I feel like this photo embodies... I see a lot of things in this photo that I one day want to see in myself. And I feel like he embodied that immensely. So I feel like you see Diddy around all these children... And it's almost like the hometown hero, the Superman, has finally come into town and all these black kids surround him because they feel like he's here to save them. And he did donate money that day, which shows that he gave back to his community through all the success that he gave. And it's just like such a raw photo, just like almost as if he was one of the people in the crowd where he didn't take it from like outside. He was actually in there getting the the raw emotion of the children welcoming home their their hero what a powerful pick i mean look at the kid who's just hugging on to him like he was his dad mm-hmm. right in the front just yeah. hugging him yeah. hope man says a lot the photo says hope good work d vasquez great shot great shot yeah dope shot man um so yo this is james here and the actual pick of the week that i have is uh photographer luther dot red r-e-d-d uh luther I feel like we're homies because um, during one of my trips to Chicago last year, I every city I go to I always like to kind of do a little personal photo walk, um, just trying to trying to get familiar with with my surroundings and a new place. So I decided to uh, visit uh, what was it uh, Sears Tower, and um, it's a great place to meet photographers. Uh, but me riding up all the way to the top level, I met Luther and two other photographers. I actually can't remember the names right now, but um, they were just up there. Yeah, they were just. I mean, because it's it's the uh, the sky joint in Chicago. Yeah, right? with yeah, the yeah. outside class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. you're always gonna find dope photographers exactly. up there. And um, Luther, yeah, Luther and I exchanged Jeez. IGs and whatnot. So there's this one shot that he did, 
on it was actually posted on November 11th it's a crowd another crowd shot mm-hmm. but it's all blue um, wow. and pre- actually it was Brooklyn Bowl or uh, Brooklyn Bowl Las Vegas this is a sick wow. shot man and just the shot alone I mean wow. the colors were dope it's massive in there right yeah now. the massive the clarity of the image I look I like the the, the post work he did to make the flashes pop um yeah, man, and he's somebody I, I like following just because he does a lot of traveling like I do, but just to see the way he captures people and his landscapes yeah. and, and, and subjects and a lot of his images you can you can feel. You know, there was... Uh, this looks like a little Uzi Vert concert. So, yeah. And what I like is the, the majority of the crowd is either white or Spanish. Right. I mean, right. they're really supporting rap artists. Black people don't go to concerts. They don't support... <laughs> Yeah, this is like some blasphemous image. Oh. oh, dude, I'm a fan. Yeah, I followed him ASAP. As soon as I saw this picture of this melanin woman in a cave. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I followed. Oh yeah. As soon as I saw that, I followed. That is fire. Oh, yeah, that's fire. <laughs> that is fire. Well, look, man. Way to put us on, James. Hey, there you go. No, thank y'all. You know, for definitely submitting you guys picks of the week, and um, you know, this is also a part where we tend to wrap up the show, and you know, just talk about what's What's next, you know, for us? You know, um, it's the end of the year. Next year, we've got plans for all, all types of things, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, let's just, I guess we, we can start right here. Like, you know. Me? Yeah, what's what's next for? Joshua Peters. <laughs> Lucky Peters, y'all. <laughs> what's next? Uh, what's next for me? I want to at least shoot and produce two films mm, love it yeah and distribute them okay even if, if, if it's a short film I, I have to put something out I feel like my voice as a filmmaker I have not represented black mm. people in these days and times and I feel like it's my job to you know sons he did the we love you project and that helped put black men in a better perspective and I feel like I should do the same to just reflect on the times right. I told you yeah. Inspiration, man. Yeah, man. We got to do something. March with art. We got to. We got March with art. There you go. I want to check. Been, I've been trying to. Five hundred percent. This nigga. This nigga Brian called it uh, digital protesting. Mm. Yeah, di- digitally marching. Yeah. Creatively protesting, digitally marching. What did you say? March with art. Yeah. Yeah. It's the melanin renaissance. James, we got to come up with a better name. Damn, you hate, don't like that name. I like it a lot, but I feel like it can be. Wait, what are we saying? I feel like it can be stolen and put on a T-shirt, and then we don't get nothing. <laughs> well, we're doing I it now. I don't. Nothing. I mean, we'll come out with the shirt. Melanin Renaissance coming soon. What are you we talking? Girls, I see wearing that. No, yeah, not the Renaissance. The Melanin. Oh, how many you'll see wearing it? Yeah. Oh, you're excited. Like I, I could see the T-shirts. Yeah, now. You're, yeah, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> with all the color swatches. It's happening. The shades. So Sam, so what's next for you, man? What's next from right now? Yeah, yeah, it's the end of the year, <laughs> you know, but you got you got all the 2017 yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out, dog. To be honest with you. True. I'm trying to, I mean, every year, like en- every end of the year, I'm always trying to create new goals and shit like that. So I always spend the last like four weeks figuring that out. So the biggest thing in general, I haven't got sp- specific with it yet, but the biggest thing is just like following your gut. Mm. Wow. Jump Street. You know, like That's just, hard, just from the jump. That's hard. Just try to do that as much as possible. So I haven't made that tangible yet in like some, you know, very liquid goals. 
but that's kind of the, the philosophy I want to get into next year. As community member to community member, I think the first step is to start by saying no. That was my biggest thing as an artist. Mm -hmm. It's like taking anything. Yeah. You will never progress as an artist until you start saying no. People don't have the right amount of dollars for you that you feel your, your art is worth. We usually take it because we're hustlers. But the minute you start saying no, you allow the universe to only start funneling certain things to you. You, you put yourself in a situation where, all right, I'm not dealing with $100 jobs no more. I'm dealing with $500 or better. Mm -hmm. And then when you start teaching your fan base how you want to be treated as an entrepreneur, they'll fall in line. Like, remember how we used to do deposits? 50 up front, 50 after the job. Hell no. Give me my money. All of it. Yeah. It's yeah. not $5,000. You can pay all of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, I'm an artist and I'm a small business owner. You're gonna, you know I'm going to give you a product. You know? True. So yeah. I think, yeah. 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 you know what I mean? The biggest step to start with as an artist is saying no, bro. Like, it took me too long to figure that out. So if it's like, if yeah. you're at that point now, just start saying no. It'll work out for you. Right. It worked out for me. It's, I'm doing pretty good. Work. Right. Gems. Appreciate that. Gems. Love. Well, look, guys. I always say this, and it's always true. We could talk for hours. Uh, and I'm glad we did for this show. We definitely went, you know, beyond the normal time. But I feel like, you know, it was a necessary conversation, necessary topics. And I appreciate you guys for for being guests on uh, a little show we like to call Shooting with Shooters. Stand by you. I just came to have you. You over there. The man Break of the world on Instagram. <laughs> you got to make sure there's <laughs> eye contact. Yeah, my. He dialed something. He cut his eyes at Damn. me, you know? Damn. 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 Damn.